Source Story, a podcast where returned missionaries of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints recount their mission stories. I'm Rebecca DeBonis. And I'm Sabrina Chirazo. And today we have the privilege of hearing a mission story from the wonderful Hannah Gunther. Thank you so much for being here today, Hannah. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. Well, Hannah, where did you serve your full-time mission and when did you serve? So I served in Kennewick, Washington, and I spoke Spanish. Kennewick is the southeastern part of Washington, so the desert part, not the green pretty part, <laughs> but it's pretty in its own right. <laughs> and I was mostly in the city for my mission, but there are tons of fields around, grapes, apples, onions, asparagus. Yeah, anything you want you can find in Washington as far as agriculture goes. And I began my mission in November 2019 in the Mexico MTC, and I ended it in May of 2021. Wow. So you went to Mexico for your MTC experience and then came back to the U.S. What was that like just to set the stage? It was fun. I was one of the last groups to be able to attend the Mexico MTC before COVID shut everything down. So it was kind of a fun tropical pop in my mission, a good way to start things off. So I saw the beginning and end of quarantine. I was trained in, I guess, what we call quote unquote normal missionary life. And then we got put into quarantine right after my training. And I ended my mission out of quarantine where we could still knock people's doors, go into houses and teach. The only thing was we still had to wear a mask but it's pretty much all back to normal now, but it's changed a lot since my training days. Mm -hmm. um, I'm curious, Hannah. So you saw, you know, life before the pandemic, missionary life before the pandemic, and also after when you were coming out of it. And even though you were able to go back out on the streets and, and do those things afterwards, like you could before, um, I'm sure that things were different than they had been before, you know, being influenced by the, by the pandemic. How would you say that missionary work changed from before to after? I think, at least for me, it gave a greater perspective on what it means to work hard and the ways that we can reach out to people. Obviously, it's important to see people in person, but not everyone will say yes to you if you knock their door. So Facebook and Instagram were a huge um, tools that we were able to start using and kind of realize the value of them a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you were speaking Spanish. Yes. What were your feelings when you read that in your mission call? You're you going to be Spanish speaking in the United States in this little section of Washington. What were what was your thought? All I prayed for was to be able to speak Spanish. So <laughs> my wish came true. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I know that the title of your story today that you will be telling us is in Spanish. So could you tell us what the title is and what it means? The title is Hannah es la puerta. In English, that translates to Hannah is the gate or the door. Combining both the fact that you spent a good portion of your mission online proselyting and finding people to teach, and then also that you were a Spanish-speaking missionary, go hand in hand to start this story. So will you just dive in and tell us the story and also tell us a little bit about the companion you were serving with at the time of the story? Sure. So I was with Hermana Burroughs, Ella Burroughs, and we were in our first of three transfers together. She was my longest companion and we had so much fun together. She was actually trained in 
the Kennewick area and then went to a more rural area and returned to Kennewick to be with me. So it was cool to have new adventures together and revisit some of her old haunts and her favorite people. So we got kind of the best of both worlds. But this story was um, one of our new adventures with a man named Herman. So back in July, I was with my other companion, Addie Mickelson, and we were Facebook finding in our in our room and I searched all the Hermans in area book and three popped up that lived in Kennewick. So I friended all of them and our man Herman accepted our friend request Woo! and we started talking to him. And pretty soon off the bat, he asked me, okay, what do you want? Like, I know you're a missionary. So I said, we just want to share messages of Jesus Christ. If you're interested, great. If not, I won't bug you anymore. And he said, I'm already a member of another church, but I love learning more about Christ. So how about a Bible study? So we started off with that. And then um, a few weeks down the road, we had a member present in the lesson. And the member introduced the Book of Mormon and prompted Herman to start learning about the restored gospel. So flash forward to October with Hermana Burroughs. We had just finished up General Conference, and I felt a strong impression that I needed to reach out to Herman because he had been ghosting us. So I reached out to him one last time, and I sent him a little voice clip that basically just said, hey, I'm sorry if we pressured you. That wasn't our intent. We still want to talk to you, and we know that you'll be ready when it's your time. And he replied. He replied back after months of no contact. And that was a big miracle for the transfer. So we had a phone call lesson not long after, and Herman recounted an experience that he had while he was in the shower, pondering on all the things he had learned from us and kind of his um, progression. He heard a voice in his head that said, Hannah es la puerta. And so he recounted that to us and said, well, what do you think? <laughs> what do I make of this? And you could hear a pin drop in that room. It was quiet and the spirit was so intense. My heart started to pound and I started to get nervous because I knew in that moment what I would say next would be crucial to his progression, how he reflected on this experience. So I prayed for the spirit and I said, we're representatives of Jesus Christ and we teach what he would teach. So you can trust that we're teaching you the truth and we're leading you to something good, something that will bless your life. And my companion jumped in and testified as well and hit him with some bomb scriptures like she always could do. And that was kind of the turning point for Herman. It was an amazing thing to watch him change in his progression and just him as an investigator. So what was the reaction of you and your companion after this call was finished? We just looked at each other with wide eyes and were so floored. Like, what just happened? Whoa. And our roommates in the other room who were also doing some Facebook finding um, they were the first ones we told, so we ran in and it kind of became an apartment memory. And we also sent a little voice clip to our district and our zone in our messenger group chats. So 
everybody was invested in Hermann. Everyone knew his name. Everyone was praying for him. Everyone could celebrate with us. It was awesome. I love that. And I also think that it's really unique that this lesson and this whole experience is happening over the phone, right? So you and your companion, you're both probably at your desks. You have your phone sitting there on the table, as I remember having happened a lot on my mission as well. And you're teaching him and all you hear is his voice and he hears your voices, right? And and you're able to teach him through the spirit. And it's obvious that you were very close to the spirit, Hannah, because you prayed hard and then strived to follow what which words the spirit put into your mind at this crucial moment. So I think that's really special. How did this experience strengthen your testimony? It, like you said, helped me understand what it means to speak through the spirit and be guided in what I say. And it also was a testament to me that we are sent to missions to meet people. We're not sent to places. There are specific people that only we can that only we could teach and bless that we couldn't do otherwise and vice versa. There are people in our lives that only can bless us and they specifically have something to offer that will help us in a way that no one else could. Uh, what would you like listeners to take away from this story, Hannah? I want them to know that where they are right now is where they're supposed to be. And there are people in their lives that they can bless and only they can bless just like that was me and Hermann. And that there are people in their lives that only can bless them. So I want them to look for the one like Christ always did and see who they can bless and lift, even in small ways or ways they don't even recognize. Wonderful. Okay, so we have a final question that we'll be asking every interviewee that comes on the podcast. And Sabrina, take it away. All right. So Hannah, you have remembered your story. You've been so kind as to be willing to share it with all of us. And we've relived it a little bit together, felt the spirit and, and this experience that you had with your companion with Herman. So now that you've remembered your story, how will you continue it? When I go up to Utah State, I'm going to make a more conscious effort to befriend others, especially those who seem lonely, and to just share my light with others, to try and find the one. That's wonderful. Thank you so much, Hannah, for sharing your story, and we wish you all the best at Utah State, and know that you you really will be a light for the people around you. And uh, for all of our listeners, this was the Remember Your Story podcast, and tune in next time. <laughs>